up? What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to the class. Professor, professors in, teachers in, turning your assignments, no multiple choice allowed. Cheating promoted. Nerds demoted. Not the Chad nerds. Other kinds of nerds. I don't know. What's up? How you is? By the way, your mom told me to tell y'all everything's good. <laughs> Everybody in the chat worry about we see what's he doing with my mama. Don't worry, she's alright. Uh, 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 your mom's cooked me breakfast, your mom's cooked me breakfast, I appreciate that, I appreciate, your mom's cooked me breakfast, breakfast, let me preface my breakfast with this little thank you. Because your mom cooked me breakfast. About to lose my breakfast right now. I get verklempt. I can't breathe. <laughs> because your mom cooked me breakfast. That was sweet of her. She's very nice. When we got that cream, we got that ice. Ice as in diamonds on my neck, diamonds on my chain. Diamonds in my cane. Thanks to your mom. She cooked me breakfast. She cooked me breakfast with eggs and little bitty dainties and treats on the side. Even some food that was weird and fried. I could not lie. Your mom's is really sweet and cooked me breakfast. Your mom's. She cooked me breakfast, and when it was like 5 p.m., it wasn't even time for breakfast. It was breakfast in the evening. Sausages, pa pancakes, waffles, and more for dinner. And then, boom, I hit the door. And I went to Kroger's. And I got some more rollers for your moms, for her, her. Some little bitty curlers and some slippers and a moo moo. I bought it Kroger's. So that your mom could cook me a late night snack. Call it breakfast. Breakfast at midnight. She fixed a bowl of cereal. I said throw that in the trash. I don't eat vegan kibble. I only eat cereal that's kosher. Your mom's cooked me breakfast, 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 breakfast. Oh man, you stupid ad running my song. It's freestyle night. Get that right. I don't know where that came from. I did not. I, not, I have no idea. I just heard that playing. And I said, this makes me feel like your mom's cooked me breakfast. Shout out to your mom. How y'all doing tonight? If you would hit like and share. Uh, breakfast. The breath of life. Me eat the breath of life for breakfast. 
the Grammys. Watch a, watch a Grammys with me mammies. Me watch the Grammys with me Grammy. <laughs> me Grammy have a heart attack. Me watch the Grammys with me mammy. Me Grammy have a heart attack. Falling over. Me Grammy. Can watch the Grammy. I don't know. This is getting crazy. Should I keep going with it? I don't know. But we are going to talk about the Grammys. We're going to get into ooh, esoteric occult stuff. Ooh. Yes, this is the debate on the Filioque. Decided via freestyle rap. Me versus your moms. And your grandmoms on a team. It's me and your sister on a team. In a freestyle battle rap with your mom and your Grammy me. Everything was smooth. And then your sister says, let's play Scrabble. I said, don't give me none of that babble. I don't play Scrabble because words is racist. Trying to spell stuff is oppressions. Spelling is racist. Spelling B. I don't know where I'm going with that. Spelling is oppressions. It's racism. A lot of racism going on when you try to oppress me with the right spelling. I spell it how I want to spell it. I don't follow grammar rules. I only follow your grandma's rules. Because your grandma taught your mom to cook me breakfast. She said cook dumplings and little biscuits. And make that sweet Jay boy some Triscuits. Triscuits, Triscuits, Triscuits. I said Triscuits, not Tristan. Triscuits. I said, Shia. Grammys cook me, Grandma. Wait, what? No. Gram- Gra- the Grandma. The Grammys did cook my Grandma. Now it's up to screw. Yo, Grandma. Taught your mom to cook the breakfast for me, too. I know. It's getting crazy. Uh, so, yes, we are going to be talking about. All of these dumb, gross ceremonies. And they've just gotten to the point of being dumb and gross. Dude, Satan is like, man, y'all are lame. All all of y'all serving out there, serving the satanic agenda are getting lame. Even Satan thinks this shit is lame, dude. He's tired of it. And we know that because we work for the KGB uh, satanic sorcerers out there. So the... uh, Info came from the higher-ups. Putin told Dugan, told Satan, told me. That's the hierarchy, right? That Satan is tired of it. Lizzo, he said, Satan says you're fired. Sam Smith, never even heard of this dude. Who the is Sam Smith, bro? Satan said all this shit is cringe. 
Dude, this shit is so lame. Satan's thinking about changing teams. He's like, man, this uh uh-uh. Y'all making me look retarded. I'm about to go to the other side. Y'all about to convert the devil himself because yo is so garbage, boy. For real. Sam Smith looked like a dude at the trailer park down the road from me. And we just lost 100 people. They don't, they don't know what's up. This is like a secret society over here. People don't even know what we do over here. And they come over here and they're like, what's he doing? It's too weird. I can't take it. I'm going to cry. Hey, it's okay. You don't have to be over here. You don't have to get blessed by the pimp king. Maybe you will get blessed by the pimp king. Maybe you won't. Can't promise nothing over here. All I can promise is that your mama breakfast is good. I know that. That's what I know. She don't fix me no Triscuits. She fix me biscuits. Keto biscuits, by the way. We are. We, dude, we are sweet so crazy over here. We don't even care. We're going to talk about occult Hollywood. We're going to talk about the stupid ass rituals that they've been doing for all of these years that I've talked about for at least 15 years that I've been called crazy about for, I can't remember. Let me think of the first time I, I remember a weird devilish movie, not a m- movie event. A, uh, 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 well, there's a lot of those, but the super, the, the, the music performances, that's what I'm trying to say. These big uh, high profile events that Jamie wrote about in her book. I had her book over here. Now I don't know where to put it. High profile rituals. If you go read Jamie's book, she has a whole thing on it. We're going to have to rehearse some of these monstrosities. We're going to have to re-decode. I got them all pulled up, ready to go. People don't even remember Taylor Swift. Taylor Fast. Taylor, I'm not sure she is a swift girl. I'm more. I'm thinking she's more of a, a slow girl. Taylor Slow. She actually has a foundation in in Nashville for the helping of slow kids. I'm starting to think she was one of the slow kids. When she's talking about shake it off, she's talking about ooh, like that's what she meant. Shake it off because she's working with slow kids. Bro, you look like Ryan Gosling. Who the is that? Who TF is Brian Gosling? Never heard of him, dude. Never heard of Brian Gosling. Heard of Brian Gumble. That's my boy right there. We come from the hood. Me and Brian Gumble from the same hood, bro. Don't know who Brian Gosling is, but anyway. Brian Gosling. That sounds like a dude from high school that always be up in detention. Brian Gosling, report for detention. Brian Gosling. That's that dude that always be in detention with you. I'm, I'm going into the Theo Vaughn impression mode now. We're acting like Theo Vaughn now. <coughs> just being silly. You know, just being silly. Brian Gosling looked like Jay Dyer. Exactly. That's my boy right there. Josh Osler. Josh Osler, that other dude over there in detention with Brian Gosling. They both sitting in the back 
they both got detention back there farting in the back of the detention room back there got got that damn gas rolling in the back fuming in the back that's a, that is that not how theo vaughn would take that discussion we went to see theo vaughn a couple months ago it was really funny in nashville this is the principal right here i need to get brian gosling and Mr. Osler back up in detention. Y'all gonna be up in there for a week for letting loose a bunch of human gas in the library. In the library. Remember my rap song, Library? Anyway, we're not talking about serious things. Why isn't he being serious? Why is he acting like this? What's he doing? They don't understand the game. They don't understand the hustle. They don't understand what we had to go through. To reach a hundred thousand, they don't understand the deals with the devils that we had to make to reach a hundred thousand. <laughs> but literally, there's people out there saying, "You made a deal with the devil to get a hundred thousand subscribers." Welcome, <laughs> welcome to, I do welcome to, welcome to Reason Theology Live, dog. Anyway, no, we got we got a whole thing, a roster of things to look at right here. I always hit the wrong button. No. Yes. This. <sighs> we on that left brain tonight. Wait, right brain. Left brain is analytical. We on that right brain tonight, but we're going to have a little bit of overlap. Right brain is over here like, hey, bro. Hey, though. I'm about to freestyle. And the left brain is over here like, uh, do you have a presuppositional basis for your freestyle? I would like to analyze that right now. And right brain's like, nah, bro, I just, you know, I just get that feeling, I get that little urge, get that little itch, you know what I'm saying? I get that itch down in my privy member, and then I start to just freestyle. And then the, le the left brain is like, uh, I don't understand that because that doesn't make any sense. Because uh, if we do a presuppositional analysis of the uh, left, the, the right brain's arguments, we'll find that there's no valid conclusions for it anyway. We always, we're always, I mean, we're basically in a gay relationship with both sides of the brain, right? Because they're both male and both sides of my brain are in love with each other and they don't have problems. They, they rock it out together in a perfectly fine gay relationship, but it's not gay, even though it's two dudes, because it's me. Damn. Think about that for a minute. I just blew your mind. Everybody in the everybody in the in the chat's mind is just melting right now. They don't even they don't well, they're like what? So we're gonna talk about these dumb rituals, high profile events. We're gonna talk about the occult in Hollywood and why they do it in in music industry. What the purpose of it is, and we're gonna talk about a bunch of the esoteric texts that you probably have not heard of in a long time. That you probably have not thought about and went, oh, remember that one? Like Carl Gajung. Have y'all heard of Carl Jung? We've all heard of Young Boomer. That's me when I rap. Have you heard of Carl Jung? Carl Jung. Have you heard of the Hermetica? Have you heard of the uh, Gnostic Gospels? Have you heard of the Kabbalah? Have you heard of... What else we got over here? 
Manly P-Hole. I mean, Manly P-Hall. Have we heard of Albert Pike, Morals and Dogma? Have you heard of the Rosicrucian tradition? Guess what? We're going to get into all of that tonight. So it's going to be a mind-bending bunch of intellectual bookie stuff. Also with a bunch of my madness. Why not? I mean, that's just... I mean, it's basically what you get over here all the time. So now remember this. The stupid tunnel ritual. And I'm kicking off with the tunnel ritual because everybody forgets this thing. And it's the most ridiculous of all of these because it's it's the most overtly satanic one. Now, this Sam Smith stuff was so garbage. We're not going to watch much of that. But I do have a little clip of it. We'll take a look at it. But it reminded me of that lame Katy Perry uh, show where they were singing Highway to Hell and wearing devil. I mean, it's like not even edgy and not even... I mean, Ozzy Osbourne was doing edgier stuff in the 70s. I don't even like Ozzy Osbourne, but I can, I can at least appreciate the boldness of Ozzy biting a rat or whatever over this horrible stuff. You know what I mean? Now, I mean, I think Ozzy and all that stuff is silly. Uh, I don't know how serious Ozzy took his Satanism. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But that's when they were starting to do it. If you remember back in the 80s, uh, uh, that's when metal, hair metal started doing this kind of a thing. I do have that. I do sing that one Ozzy song. I have a one metal friend that I, did, did everybody else grow up with that metal friend in high school. Shout out to Tommy. Probably half of y'all in the chat are the metal friend who made everybody else listen to metal because you was probably, you know, had a single mom and you had a you had a vehicle before everybody else. Something like that. So you were an angry kid, you went to metal. You you vibed with metal. Remember Mama, I'm Coming Home? That's the only Ozzy song I remember. I mean, I know there's more Ozzy songs. All the metalheads are getting furious. What? He doesn't know about Crazy Train? Yes, I know about Crazy Train. Times have changed. Times have changed. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home. (laughs) Time's gone by. It seems to be. You gotta be a better friend to me. Mama, I'm coming home. You took me in and you drove me out. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I mean, I like that in not a serious way. You know what I mean? Like, I like freaking honky tonk badonka donk. That's the dumbest song of all time. But I'll listen to that song because it's so stupid. It feels so low. Mama, I'm coming home. <laughs> I want to interview Ozzy, but we need a translator because you wouldn't be able to understand it. And then I watched Jamie Kennedy interview... Jack Osborne, which actually is a pretty a good interview. But then I was like, I want to talk to Jack Osborne and I want to impersonate his dad and see how he see how he reacts to this. 
And by the way, I, I'm working on a Jamie Kennedy impression too. Ha 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 ha! Oh, delete it! Delete that! <laughs> so when we were interviewing Jamie Kennedy, like half of the shit that we interviewed him about, he doesn't want to talk about. He goes, ha ha ha! Ah, delete it! <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to listen on the lowest volume because we're getting wild tonight. How did we get on freaking Ozzy, dude? I don't even know. But, oh, because Ozzy was doing edgy pop culture Satanism in the 80s and biting the head off of rats or whatever. Did he really bite the head off rats or was he up there chewing on a rubber rat? Does anybody know? Do we have some authentic metal dudes in the chat? I love how the metal dudes are always like, who's the authentic metal dude? But every music genre is the same way. They're always competing for who's the most authentic in that genre. And there's always, there's all these crazy niche, like, oh yeah, I've been to the uh, straight edge ska punk scene that's also gay. So, uh, but not everybody in the straight edge gay ska punk scene is authentically straight edge ska punk. Like some of the people are totally posers, right? It's like, what the f are you talking about? What genre is that? As you made that genre up and it's just you, but no, it's actually a real thing. I mean, Chase... Shout out to Chase. He's in the music scenes. He could probably tell you all about some insane niche genre with like two people in it. And those two people in that insane niche genre are arguing over who's the poser and who's the legit. I was here. I was here before anybody liked straight edge ska gay punk. But like now everybody's into it that's in this room. So all two people, <laughs> right? That's a paleo punk. Insane clown posse. Shoegaze funk metal. Bro, I'm only into shoegaze funk metal cringecore. Like when Jay Dyer does a shoegaze funk metal cringecore, that'll be the only song that's authentic that I'm into. Like that's my genre. Like nobody else. And then I will have a blog. I have a blog on that. <laughs> anyway. We were talking about metal. And because Ozzy was the first to... Wasn't he? I can't think of any metal music people that were doing satanic music that was supposed to be satanic. Before before Ozzy. Can you? I mean, Black Sabbath. Is he the... Is he the... Anyway, anytime I start singing some insane genre you don't expect me to sing, everybody loves it. Like the, he knows about mama, I'm coming home. Dude, is he like a metalhead on the down low? No, dude. I had the metal friend in high school who played me every metal song ever all the time. So I know Pantera, I know Whitesnake, I know Warrant, I know King's X. I know, name the metal, dude. I know, Halloween, it's Halloween. I know Halloween, man. I shouldn't know Halloween. Yeah, dude, for like, of all of these, Iron Maiden, ugh. Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, dude, that's the worst music. 
yeah, people are like, oh, this, he had a legit metal buddy in high school. Because <laughs> all, all the metalheads were like, these are pretty bad. This is badass. I know Queensryche. I know Rat. I know all of these. Raul Duke, shout out. Is that Dave? What's up, Dave? You ever heard of Natalia? <laughs> Did you like my Halloween? It's Halloween. Judas Priest, that's the worst, man. I always thought a lot of those, like, especially the Judas Priest stuff, like, isn't that a, like a bondage vibe going on with that? Who, why would you like this, like, hair, bondage hair metal? Ugh. Yuck, dude. Anyway. Breathe. Whoa. Sweat. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, I even know Pantera songs, dude. <coughs> Slayer, I don't know none of that stuff. That shit's evil, dude. That Nordic metal. That's Nordic metal right there. Turn that Nordic metal off, dude. Ugh. That's like the sounds of hell. Satan is happy with the Nordic metal. Satan is not happy with Lizzo and Sam Smith. Right? So we got to talk about Hollywood occult stuff. I don't know why I'm sitting here with a pimp cane. It, none of it makes sense, dude. Gigi Allen, the dude that would poop on stage. Are you serious? Give me a break. These people are nuts. I don't get what... <laughs> uh... I should just, let's just sing metal songs all night. What's another horrible metal song to sing? I'm trying to think of the ones that were all, like always on the radio in the 90s. I want to try to get an interview with Adam Curry because he goes on all the alternative media podcasts. And I remember watching Adam Curry when Headbangers Ball would come on because my buddy, who was older, the metal dude that had the car, because we didn't have cars, we'd have to, we were subject to the metal torture of the dude that had the car. Like we just, he, every, was it Friday or Saturday night? Like I would be subject to him because he was the one that would buy the, the beer because he had the car. So we'd have to be, we'd be watching Headbangers Ball. So I've even seen all these videos. Danzig, that's another classic. Danzig is a great one. Did you see when Danzig got trolled and the internet, somebody, they kept spreading this thing that Danzig had had released his man juice into a hot dog bun. And, and finally, Dan, they, this went around so much that Glenn Danzig got mad and said, I did not <laughs> release my juice on a hot dog bun. I thought that, that was really funny. But I feel like Glenn Danzig is trying to sing like Jim Morrison. Her mother... Tell your children not to hold my hand. Tell your children not to understand. I got a bleeding. Not about to see your way. And if you want to fight hell with me. Anyway, how's that? That's a little bit of dance. I haven't done my dancing in. 
probably 15 years. You like that dancing or not? <clears throat> Good grief, Glenn. You just dancing my throat. Anyway. I'm totally lost now. I don't know. Okay, so let's get back to the stupid performance because we'll never get we'll never get out of the metal ghetto if we don't. We'll be stuck there forever. And uh so this <clears throat> Switzerland rail opening, the Gotthard Tunnel, remember this? <clears throat> and it had it featured six hundred dancers, acrobats, dramatic actors, and <clears throat> trapeze artists all this weird stuff but i think <clears throat> when we watch what was going on you can see that because so they're flying like these nato planes or whatever like like before a military event to kick this off which is weird <clears throat> and then you have all the mindless worker drone wage slaves and it's supposed to be edgy art stuff, right? So whatever, for whatever reason, like rich people lose touch with reality. And then they, then they think that probably cause they're all just doing drugs and like stoned all the time or out of their minds. Like they think that this is art because it's, I don't know what it is. It's a, is this performance art? I don't know what you would class this as, but so the workers are all like mindlessly marching toward the screen of the mountain where they're building the tunnel, which is the mountain behind the screen, which is just bizarre. And so I think the idea here is you're in the matrix, not the literal matrix, but everybody, the normies are all mind controlled and they don't even realize that they're monitored by and handled by satanically, especially the EU and NATO people, right? So they're just mindless, mindlessly uh, building this tunnel for the elite because I think that's what this part symbolizes. This is like a long, ridiculous thing. I don't know what that's... So this is supposed to be that people died during the building of this tunnel or that the humans are the ones tearing away the tunnel. This is ridiculous, right? By the way, this is pretty corny to begin with. And it was all the EU... NATO officials, I think, right, that were present at this thing. Now they'll, they'll just take their clothes off. And there's a human hand portal to hell, basically. It's not a literal portal to hell for all you goofy evangelicals out there. You guys can see this, right? Okay, good. Um, So this is symbolic for digging the tunnel. Digging in the dirt to find the places we got hurt. Digging in the dirt. Everybody's dancing in their underwear. What in the world, dude? And then here comes Baphomet. Okay, thank you. So now that you get a whirling dervish, so Sufi whirling dervish, here's the, so Baphomet pops out to do his dance, pan dance, right? Pan's labyrinth. Uh, three beetles. And the face of Baphomet. I mean, it's just... It's supposed to be bizarre and edgy to be bizarre and edgy, right? Here we get the all-seeing eye, illuminate, confirm. Surrealist imagery. This is like German expressionist, uh, surrealist, satanic imagery. Anyway, this is to inaugurate 
a freaking tunnel, right? It makes no sense. But if you understand that the elite, especially uh, the EU, NATO, and all this stuff, they're <clears throat> signifying through this ridiculous play or whatever this is, right? That the worker, the working class, essentially serves this satanically and they don't even know it, right? And here you have all of these Swedish Ricola cough drop dudes over there doing the horn. And they're basically horning to the horned one, who's Baphomet. Baphomet has a bunch of liturgical dancers, basically a Novus Ordo service here. Can't distinguish this from a Novus Ordo service. Might as well be the same thing. Perhaps it will be. Perhaps uh, this will be valid, right? Maybe Francis can tell us how this is a valid ma mass or something. Now, this goes on for um, a long time, so we're not watching all this. You get the idea, right? The, 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 the main points are all the Baphomet stuff. What in the... Is, is it Karl Marx? <laughs> I mean, who, who is this, right? It looks like Nietzsche. <clears throat> I don't know who that is. I mean, what in the world? But you get the idea because... This is just one amongst tons of these. And everybody's like, it's not Satanism, stupid evangelical. <laughs> Even though it's obviously Satanic themed. And if you criticize it, they say, you're a fundamentalist of Satanic Panic. Now, I'm going to talk about the Satanic Panic because guess what? I know about it and I've read about it and I've read the disinfo books that were helping to foster it. I bet you hardly anybody who talks about this stuff has actually read Michelle Remembers, but I've read it. This was one of the texts that kicks off the satanic panic. <clears throat> and <clears throat> the weird part about this book is that this woman ran off with her therapist, psychologist dude, or whatever, right? And <clears throat> at the end of the book, makes all these really outlandish claims. So basically, there's a whole bunch of chapters that seem kind of plausible. And then she gets to the last chapter, like chapter 32. And she just says all this crazy stuff. So it's like you're reading this book and it's like pretty plausible. Then you get to the last chapter and she's talking about some kind of like, I mean, I read this like 15 years ago, so I'm trying to remember, but it's something like Michelle had been re <clears throat> reliving for a long period in which Satan was in the nose of the horns of death, whittling away at the body of Christ. She had listened as carefully as she could day after day as the devil laid out a vast scheme of evil intentions concealed with the drivel of nursery rhymes. On the last day of the time in the in the nose, I don't know what that means, soon after the master plan was done, Michelle noticed that Satan was suddenly shifting his plans, blah, blah, blah. So she basically goes in this crazy story about Satan like talking to her or appearing in some ceremony, which is just getting ridiculous. And then in the... And I'm, and then, but it gets ridiculous because of all this ridiculous, like outlandish claims and symbols and numbers, and it's just, it's just gibberish, quite obviously. 
So she claims the devil's like appearing and talking to her. And then, oh, it turns out that she runs off with her therapist. And this was uh, some kind of scam, basically. But it's not surprising because... And I don't know to what degree they were... I mean, they may have just been trying to make money, right? If you read this book. But it was it was obviously... An, it ended up being some kind of scam. Uh, people are going to bitch about that. Why you make so much noise? What are you listening to this pod? Take, take your ASMR creeper headphones off. And listen to me on a dang phone like everybody else does on speaker. I mean, when I listen to my own podcasts every now and then on speakerphone, I don't hear slurping. I don't hear banging. Why are you listening to me on a dang creeper ASMR mega headphone anyway? That's weird. You don't need to hear my voice. My voice is not an ASMR thing. Even though it seems to put people to sleep. I don't know. Whatever. So, (laughs) O'Donna. I don't know why I was about to say O'Donna. My favorite uh, pop star is uh, O'Donna. Madonna, not O'Donna. Madonna. She did a Eurovision song contest. Remember this? Trying to remember that. I think this one. Is this the one that's like pandemic? pandemic related is that right let's see so here's here's madonna's satanic church right she's probably a high level witch in whatever coven she's in she comes down as the queen witch of her cult she's wearing the satanic so when you dot out your eye with an x and all the x and this kind of stuff if you read Crowley, there's a specific symbology to the X, which he calls that the mark of the beast. Now, I'm not saying the X is the mark of the beast. Okay. That's kind of goofy. But Crowley thinks that it is because he thinks that it's the symbol of the XY axis that plots out the globe. Literally. Okay, I'm not I'm not joking. So and I think that when you see, you know, people like this using the X symbolism, that's their significance of it, right? So, I mean, Madonna, yeah, she's probably a Crowleyan. There's no, no, nothing shocking about that. So that's probably what she is using it for. And I mean, this is kind of, you know, a very Crowleyan style thing going on. I can't tell what's on her thing there, her, the front of her dress. Let's see if we can figure that out. So I think these, so they're going to bring out what two pillars, Jacob and Boaz. Is that what they're doing? I'm trying to figure out what's on the front of her. Is it a noose? Kind of looks like a noose, which would be a, a Masonic thing, right? <clears throat> the the new the noose in masonry, the the oath that you make. Anyway, and then they bring out, so this is 2019. Remember, this is a year before everybody's going to be wearing your Koof mask. So why is this satanic witch Madonna having all of her 
Vestal virgins wearing gas masks. And by the way, she wears a plastic face cover. She doesn't look this young. People are like, what? She loves, she looks so young. They have really like fancy prosthetic face things that you put on. I'm not joking. It's a real thing. That's why they look that way. It's not because they're eating babies. Although they could be, I don't know. <laughs> but did you notice that they had Orthodox priests in this one too? So one thing that was weird about this <clears throat> thing was that I don't know who that is. So then they have these ridiculous Franciscans and then they have uh, look at that Orthodox. They're even, she's even throwing in the Orthodox. So I think the idea here is that there's a fake church that she's calling the mainline churches, right? Rome, Orthodoxy. Then there's this other secret church that that's her, you know, satanic religion. <clears throat> she's always presented herself as this sort of Madonna, black Madonna, evil version of the Virgin Mary, right? She thinks she's the Scarlet Woman, which is from Crowley, right? Which is the whore of Babylon as opposed to the Virgin Mary. And so let's see. People are wearing the masks. We get the impression that it's some big bio type of thing. And they all pass out. Now, I don't know if this is intended to predict, but it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, a year before Koof. And then here's your... Uh, I forget them dudes. Them dudes. Them dudes from Atlanta. Migos. Migo! Get it, purr! I'm a one I'm a one So, then it starts snowing. Anyway. Wake up. Wake up to what? Right. Wake up to the fact that it's like eyes wide shut type of wake up, right? <clears throat> wake up to get woke. That's what that means, probably. So again, so Madonna, the classic <clears throat> sex kitten Hollywood pop star set the stage for, well, probably Marilyn Monroe, right, before her. By the way, guys, I want to remind you, we will be live. We got a nice 800 up in here. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to all the new people. We get crazy. We get crunk up in here. We're going to be live in Austin, Texas, February 11th with BG Cumbie, the philosopher of comedy. Go get your tickets. Now, last chance to get the tickets, February 11th? How many? What's five? What's 11 minus six? Five days away. Go to Eventbrite. Go to the link in... I forgot to put the freaking links, didn't I? Well, ding dang it. How can I be greedy and beg for your pay piggy money? Ooh, pay piggy. Give me one more super chance. Ooh, pay piggy. We got 800 people in here and I forgot to beg for my pay piggy monies. Forgive me. Forgive me for not hawking at you. For not harassing you for money. You know what money is, right? Love points. 
You prove your love with money. That's always been my philosophy. That's called love points. You want to up your love points like you got to up your hit points? Look at that. I'm going to fix it right now. Go to the chat or go to the show description. Go to the show description and there I saved it. Refresh. You can support the show via Super Chats or the top link. By the way, Super Chats are via Streamlabs now. Support me via Streamlabs right there. Ra ra ah ah rama rama ma ga ga ooh la la. Go get your tickets for the live event in Austin, Texas, February 11th. How can you pass up BG Comedy? You understand what I do? I do 30 minutes of comedy. You do comedy? It's not comedy. It's comedy. And let me tell you what. See this little thing right here? This little thing right here is not going to survive our live event. People can't believe it. What? You have a Funko Pop? Traitor? Loser? You said everybody that buys Funko Pop smells like ass. Because they do. I, I take baths. And when I bought this Funko Pop, I suddenly smelled like ass right away. Jamie said, you smell like a gamer. You smell like GameStop up in here. You making the kitchen smell like a dang GameStop. Because you bought that stupid Funko Pop. Make your kitchen smell like a gang stock because I bought that Funko Pop. Uh-oh. 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 Do we got a new freestyle? <laughs> Do we got a new freestyle? I got to make sure it's, it's a royalty-free beats. Royalty-free beats. Make the kitchen smell like a gang stock because I bought that Funko Pop. Make that kitchen smell like ass. While we smoke that grass. Cause I'm a weed junkie. Snorting weed balls. Where is. The Bluetooth already disconnected. We gotta get the Bluetooth back on here. In case we wanna rap, dude. What do you think? Battery 100%. Make the chicken. Make the chicken smell like Funko Pop. (laughs) Make the kitchen smell like GameStop. Uh, no, I don't want women's clothes. Why are you trying to send me ads? Make that kitchen smell like GameStop. Cause I bought a Funko Pop. Make that kitchen smell like ads. Cause y'all nasty. Just a weed junkie Sniffing grass Snorting weed On my OnlyFans Anyway, I don't know I already hate that That's getting awful How many people We ran off 100 people right away from that 100 people was like I'm out of here Anyway, the reason that there is a Funko Pop is because we have to study our enemy. Because we sometimes we have to engage in iconoclasm and destroy these stupid idols. And by the way, the only one that's legally allowable is Nick Cage Funko. This is the only Nick Cage Funko Pop I could find. And in the event 
I debate a Funko Pop. Y'all's mind just got blown. Yes, you heard me. You got, yeah. Yes, your mind got blown. You just heard me, right? In the live event, I debate a Funko Pop live on stage. You're wondering, how does the Funko Pop speak when it is an inanimate object? That is part of the mystery. By the way, I don't necessarily win this debate. So if you want to understand that, get your tickets to the live event, dude. I'm about to pre-sub you into getting tickets. Because a lot of people chose the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, I can't wait to watch the men in tights. <laughs> I love the way they smack each other's butts and they chase that little brown ball. <laughs> oh, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Dude, I don't know who's worse. You sports ball boys or you Funko Pop butt smelling boys. Can't even go in a freaking bookstore anymore. Because the bookstore smell like butt. Why? Because bookstores don't have butt books. They have Funko Pops. So who's worse? Sports ball boys or Funko Pop boys? Well, sports ball boys might at least have a little toxic masculinity in them. But the people that like this stuff, they're probably the worst. They're worse. They're worse. But... If you choose the Super Bowl over my live event, you will lose your soul. I can guarantee you that. So go get your tickets right now to the Austin event in the show description. Why would you not want to come meet BG Cumby, dude? You understand that BG Cumby is the real father of PewDiePie's brood. Did you know that? Go look at the video he just posted. It's shocking revelations. <laughs> All right, look, we got to get back to this or we'll never finish it. Remember Lady Gaga? Remember Lady Gaga? Well, she did rituals in Antwerp, Belgium. Antwerp. All the twerps in Antwerp probably like Funko Pops. I can tell you that. Antwerp. I like my Funko Pops. I live in Antwerp work all right so whoo look at that dang gaga got back boy look at that she's pulling a freaking uh what, what butler's cart she got a butler cart but what the heck what is this garbage oh y'all can't even see that look at this what what Look at that. Gaga got back. Okay, so another one of these ugly, ridiculous <clears throat> so-called rituals. It's just garbage, dude. It's not even edgy. I thought this was the... Okay, so here she... Okay, ooh, she took her clothes off. Whoa, edgy, dude. And she's got her own cardinals that worship her. Just like Madonna. So they're all doing the Madonna uh, archetype move, right? And then here is Madonna 2012. Remember the halftime show? Where she came out like a Babylonian goddess. Remember this? 
I was trying to find the... Remember when Gaga was all bloody? Drenched in blood, hanging? That's the That one's better. Actually, let me see if I can find that. Yeah, this is it. Isn't it? This one. Yes. <clears throat> this one. This is it. So, I think this one was supposed to signify sex kitten, but then human <clears throat> ritual sacrifice. Because doesn't she hang from... Like she hangs drenched in blood, doesn't she, at the end of this one? That's the one I was looking for. Yeah, here she here it is. Doesn't she hang like but she hangs like she's been sacrificed. Right? Yeah, this is it. Remember this? This is the one I meant to pick out. But the basically all their performances are like this. Yeah, so she's been sacrificed. The blood's dripping out of her. It's all the same, dude. None of this stuff is ever creative. It's all just the same, like, dumb degeneracy. The gay dudes dancing around. Whoa, edgy, right? Um, but yeah, I think this is just supposed to be, like, she's just some kind of Babylonian, like, goddess or something. Well, let's see. What did Katie Katerpura do? Um, she wrote out as the woman rides the beast. Remember this? Jamie talked about this. So she's, here's the woman riding the beast, like whore Babylon, which is again, I think, yeah, it's explicitly Crowleyan. So Jamie wrote about this in her, uh, her Hollywood mind control book. Go get that, uh, at the website, by the way. Um, Jamie, anyway, she can't hear me when she hears rap going, she flees. She says, Oh, he's at it again. Remember this garbage? Anyway. And isn't it amazing how many of these there are? They're like all this way. Remember when Pink did the Masonic? That one kind of blew a lot of people away too because we were already talking about it when Pink... Yeah, can you bring me your Hollywood Mind Control book? I meant to show it and I don't know where I put it down. Do you remember when Pink did that performance and she was uh, had the blindfold and she was yeah. being initiated? Yeah. When was that? Do you remember? Mm, Is it when she did Sober? Mm. It's when she's uh, blindfolded. Let me see if I can find it. Here it is. Maybe. Dang it. Anyway. Uh, maybe I should just... I could probably just pull up the picture of it to show this one. Because this one is the most overt Masonic one of all of these. I mean, you can't deny this one is intended to be... Yeah, here it is. To look Masonic. This is it. I found it. See that? So that's the... What's that? The Dugard? The stance? Mm -hmm. The Dugard stance in Masonry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. So she's blindfolded. She's doing the... And then are they pulling up one of the legs of her pants? Isn't that what Masons do? Um, 
One of her leggings is checkerboard. Yeah, checkerboard. And then what are the dudes doing on the floor? I can't tell. Do you remember? Mm-mm. They're laying something down. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You get the, It's all the Katie, same. Katy Perry Dark Horse, from, where she was like a witch in the crystal ball. Dark Horse? Yeah. Oh, you were talking about Juicy J. And riding broomsticks and a witch ball and stuff. Oh, the Dark Horse Live. Yeah, that was different than the Dark Horse video. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, here it is. So here she's a witch coming out, coming out of her cauldron or whatever. Illuminate confirm. Look, pyramids. What? It's like they can't do anything but pyramids. Blood rituals, all-seeing eyes, and butterflies. That's literally their extent of their creative breadth, right? It's like, that's it. That's all these... Uh, let's put some more blood. Let's use some Babylonian imagery. Let's use an all-seeing eye and a pyramid. It's like nothing unique or interesting. It's always the same stuff. Um, I thought she was going to be a, a witch. And one of these, she comes out of witch's cauldron. This is all illuminate, confirm, all-seeing eye of Egypt. Blah, blah, blah. Boring, boring, boring. Babylon. So you get the idea. Now let's see. The other one that was pretty creepy, which relates to this sort of uh, symbolism of intelligence stuff. Did you remember that at the 2012 Olympics, James Bond... Didn't he parachute or he came in and, and with the queen? Remember this? Look at this. So here's James Bond coming up to what? Buckingham Palace or whatever. With those demon corgis. Right? The hounds of hell. The evil. The Cerberus. Look at Cerberus running. <laughs> and so he goes to meet the queen. Which is all fairly ridiculous, right? And he walks out with her. This is the promo for the 2012 Olympics. And doesn't he parachute in? This is all really ridiculous. And then 2012 Olympics had all of these, literally all these uh, pyramid all-seeing eyes up at the top of the, of the giant, of the thing. By design. Isn't that wild? And the symbolism of the 2012 Olympics are vast. So there's actually a whole bunch to it. I'm not going to go through all of it because it's like a two or three hour thing. But if you remember, they had uh, the, these references to what looks like 7-7 seven, seven in, in uh, terms of the buses in the, in the full performance. They had, is he going to, yeah, he's going to parachute. Did he really parachute in or is it? No, it's probably some dude pretending to be him he wouldn't do that maybe he would oh haha ha. yeah the queen parachutes get it okay so that's all fake dude super fake ridiculous and so they were just trying to promote whatever james bond came out that year probably specter no specter's 2014 so here come the goblins who want to kill everybody in the world all the depot people and the Archbishop of Canterbury back there, see him? He's a druid. Did you know the Archbishop of Canterbury is a druid? Here's your fake Christianity. 
Rowan Williams. When remember when he was the Archbishop of Canterbury? Yeah, did you know he was a druid just like just like uh freaking what's his face? What do you know? That's the BBC, by the way. So that's Rowan Williams, the Archbishop. And then if you look at some of the performance, let's take a look at a little bit of this, the actual 2012 Olympics. Because I don't remember all, what all was going on in this. There's so many of these, right? And by the way, Danny Boyle directed this. And what's interesting about that is that Danny Boyle directed that movie Trance with James McAvoy and uh, Rosario Dawson. And in the movie Trance, <clears throat> it's about uh, putting people under mind control and hypnosis and hypnotizing them to do thievery in that movie, right? But So basically, it's an MKUltra-based movie about <clears throat> James McAvoy and other people getting programmed through hypnosis and trauma to commit art crimes and art theft. And spoiler alert, it ends up being the handler, the, whole, the, the psychology handler person, Rosario Dawson, that's behind the whole thing. I just spoiled the movie for you. But if you've never seen Trance, it's interesting because it shows then that Danny Boyle, uh, who directed the 2012 Olympics, is on the up and up when it comes to what's going on. Does that make sense? And Danny Boyle directed 28 Days Later too, right? And that is relevant because that is about a giant bioweapon depop thing right if you remember 28 days later let's see if Danny Bull had any other interesting films that fit into oh yes remember Sunshine Sunshine it explicitly mentions Lucifer yeah I forgot about that remember that So, 28 Days Later, <clears throat> Sunshine, uh, we did, I think we talked about Sunshine on one of our sci-fi podcasts, because it has Killian Murphy in it, and they're, it's very anti-religion, because the Christian characters are made out to be the complete loons who want to kill everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Christianity is not for Depop. It's the atheist, materialist, Luciferian, rationalist, uh, satanic people that are for the mass depop. But Sunshine has the Christians as the bad guys. And it, it explicitly makes a reference to Lucifer. It's pretty wild. So you'll know, see, and he, he directed London Olympics, as I said. Trance, which is about putting people under hypnosis and being their handlers to get them to, to commit crimes. And then I don't know what these others are. I, Train Spotting 2, I didn't watch that. I don't know what Babylon is. I didn't watch the Steve Jobs movie, so I don't know. Slumdog Millionaire, that was a pretty good film, just as a movie. But The Beach with Leo. Oh, it, dude, is this that 
A Life Less Ordinary. Is this a spy movie with Ewan McGregor? Oh, yeah, dude. Have you not seen it? This is a crazy movie. Now, it's a super flop. Now, I'm thinking of a different Ewan McGregor movie. Not this one. I've not, I've not seen that movie. So, never mind. Forget all that last part. Anyway. So, but you can get an idea sometimes in terms of like the directors and what they direct as to their worldview. So if he's directing the London Olympics and he's, you know, done some mildly esoteric themed and MKUltra movies, then I would probably say that he was put up to doing this for the, for that reason. Right. Uh, yeah, we don't want no chocolate. We don't want no chocolate. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. This is like <laughs> the forging of the one ring. It's her photo. They're forging the one ring in Albion. They're making it. It's, it is like more. It's like the one ring, isn't it? What the heck? I don't remember this. Some old grody British worker people are forging the one ring underneath the all seeing eye. Of the, I mean, I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. What, the, what is this? Oh, they're forging the Olympic rings. Here come the army of Abe Lincoln's to do what? Here comes the queen parachuting in with James Bond. J.K. Rowling is reading Harry Potter to the crowd. What in the world? This is so ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> what? Mary Poppins. What the, oh yeah, this is the part when the children are being chased by demons on their hospital beds or what the heck? Look at this. What in the world is this garbage, dude? <laughs> I mean, this is just creepy, dude. And ridiculous. And then here come all of the countries to run in. Now, there's a part where it was like giant dead babies floating. Remember that? That's what I was looking for. I thought it was during the hospital scene. Some people say, oh, it's predicted. Here it is. So the giant Grim Reaper comes for the children in the orphanage or the whatever this. This is, look at this. What? So the children are floating away. The Grim Reaper is coming with his... Oh, it's like the Dementors, right? Because it has a, a wand. Is it supposed to be like Harry Potter? This is... I mean, what drug was Danny Boyle on when he came up with this, dude? Dude was tripping and watching Harry Potter. and was like, We've got to make my Olympic steam with... We're going to mix Mary Poppins with... Harry Potter and acid. This is like if you had a, a bad trip and you were watching Mary Poppins and Harry Potter. Literally, I'm not joking. Like that's what you. This is what would be in your head. Thank you for those super chats. We'll read those here in a second. Much appreciated. Look at this stuff, dude. What is this? I'm trying to find the big. Like, why is this giant? It is like Mary Poppins. And, oh yeah, here's a big dead baby. What? 
well, how does anybody think this is art, dude? It's like just obviously an assault on on aesthetics, but it's art. And then, I don't know what happens to the dead baby. And then Mr. Bean shows up. I'm like, what? It's just a bad acid trip. That's all this was. Anyway, we, there's not much more to that. That's the main point of that. <clears throat> um, so, this guy wears ladies' clothes and wins something. Harry Styles. This, so, this is the recent Grammys, right? And then this p pitiful thing. Wasn't his song called Babylon or something like that? I don't, I don't know what his song is. But is it, it? that's interesting because the big blockbuster this year was supposed to be Babylon. What was the... I'm trying to figure out what his song... What is his song? I don't even know. Like, what does this... I've never heard of Sam Smith. Who is this dude? I, like... No idea who this is. I don't even don't know who Lizzo is. She is the most beautiful BIPOC face out there. I will say that. And we want to rate. We want to. We want to promote BIPOC voices, amplify BIPOC voices. We do want to amplify that for sure. We're gonna get into this esoteric stuff in a second, but. I forgot what I was doing. Oh, I wanted to see what what the lyrics of his song, because Alex was talking about the lyrics of his song. Sam Smith, Grammys. Oh, his song's called Unholy. Okay. <sighs> the lyrics are liberating. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Leah Velozo. Thank you, Thick Leah. She thick with three C's. The lyrics are liberating. Don't those people... They, uh, we're, we're come for your children. That's what I think of when I see this bunch of goblins, right? We'll convert your children. Where's the lyrics? Unholy. Mummy don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop. Doing something unholy. He like it. Ooh, ah, uh, ooh. This is just, this is pure aesthetic warfare. She got married to a boy like you. She kick you out if she ever knew about all the, you tell me you do, dirty boy. So is this a dude that likes dudes? is liberating doing something unholy he sat back she's dropping it popping it this is the worst thing i've ever seen my cringe core music is infinitely better than this stuff and it's supposed to be bad give me love give me fendi balenciaga daddy drop the addy adderall You don't need to bag it up because I'm spending on Rodeo. 
Watch me back it up. I'll be in the AM. <laughs> he got me Prada. He got me Moo Rihanna. So is this like a gay sugar daddy? I'm trying to figure out what the heck this is talking about. I mean, just garbage, dude. I know them a pure garbage. Garbage juice smoothies. If you would hit like and share. That's what I'm saying. Satan is mad. He's like, man, they put Satan. This is maybe a, a do. What if this is a Christian psyop? Christian psyop. Christian psyop. Like the Christian side hug. Christian side hug. Right. The devil thought he had won a great victory when they made Christian side hug. Remember that? Christian side hug. The devil knew he had a victory right there. He was like, you know how many people are going to leave? Evangelical religion over Christian side hug. Remember this? Oh yeah, boy! Get your hands up! Evangelicals keeping it fire for the devil right there, running a lot of people out of the church with that hit. <laughs> See, the devil was like, I got him with this one. I got him. I'm going to get all the people with an IQ over 100 out of those evangelical churches and into my circles with that ridiculous faking gray song, Christian Side Hug. Give me that Christian Side Hug. I'm a rough rider. Dude, that's the most... That's so gay, dude. Oh, my gosh. So, the evangelicals doing the devil's work, and he was happy with that. But then, when these people came out, now it's a Christian psyop, 66-dimensional chess on the devil, making the devil look bad with his music being wor somehow worse than the horrible evangelical rap. Which was a psyop for the devil. <laughs> you see what you see my logics. You see my reasoning here. The Christians are playing sixty-six dimensional chess on the devil, promoting Sam Smith because this is the worst thing of all time, even worse than what the devil thought was a great victory with Christian side hug. See what I'm saying? We got, all, we got almost a 900 people a night. Dude, Christian rap is the worst. Best argument for atheism? Christian rap. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Forget all the apologetics, dude. 
what's the best argument that Christianity is false? Uh, how come more atheists need to be using this as their argument? If I was going to debate with an atheist and he just started spamming the chat with Christian side hug, I'd actually respect that. I'd be like, all right, hey, dude, I don't even know if I can reply to that. That's like a very pretty damn good argument. I'm just joking. But not. But I am. But not. So, let's get back to the, <clears throat> what's going on with the esoteric stuff, right? Because <clears throat> that, that's, what, that's what I wanted to say. I mean, that, there's not much else to say about all these stupid <clears throat> high-profile rituals. But why is this going on and what's the purpose of it? Okay, so we see there's multitudes of examples. So let's get into the, the why it's happening. And by the way, I do recommend, I actually helped Jamie write this book years ago, by the way. So this is partly also a Jay and Jamie collab book. Jamie's Hollywood Mind Control, which you get signed copies at the website, go to the shop. You know, not just Jamie's books, but also my books. And she has a great chapter on this that actually a lot of people, it's a pretty famous chapter, actually. A lot of people have read this and found it to be very convincing. By the way, here's that uh, Mark of the Beast, the X thing. There's a whole section on why in Crowley's stuff, that's the X is the Mark of the Beast. That's why. So you can see I'm not making that up. That's actually from one of his books. Uh... So I helped Jamie write that chapter in the book, Hollywood Ultra. See that? <clears throat> and this is the chapter I'm talking about. High profile rituals. So there's blasphemous Madonna having herself crucified years ago. It's It's been going on for all this time. And we were saying this, me and Jamie, way long time ago and for so long people said you're crazy you're a kook there's no such thing as that uh, you know but it is because it's always been this way all the way back because we were reading the esoteric texts and we were st <clears throat> studying this stuff there's pink doing her masonic thing there's Brittany doing <clears throat> something that looks akin to a basic bitch church of satan ritual right so yeah, of course it is what do you mean we were right all along. It's conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. Now, we were right. Just admit we were right. Get on our side. Why are you trying to argue with us? Why are you mad? Why are you mad? <clears throat> Did you hear me slurp there, all you haters? That's for the ASMR nerds. Give you a little ASMR. Ooh. 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 What does it sound if I drink something you like that? Little ASMR nerds. Is it turning you on? Is that you like that ASMR? <laughs> That's for the people that were hating on me in the comments. Why doesn't he fix his sound? Why does he slurp? Well, don't listen to me on your $1,000 ASMR Coombsburg headphones, dude. Just listen to me on a freaking phone like everybody else does. On speakerphone, dude. 
Do half the chat right now is turned on. They're mad. You just tempted me. That was such a turn on. Oh, why you do that to me? <laughs> I'm sorry for turning y'all on. All y'all ASMR creeps. What's with all the sound, dude? People getting so turned. I'm sorry for tempting you with my slurps and my voice. <laughs> I'm audio boosting. Ooh. How does he do ASMR so good for the first time ever? <sighs> there you go. What do you think of that? That's my big middle finger to the ASMR creeps that, that fuss on the stream. And we know that they're doing it because they they got like a weird thing going, right? They got their giant thousand dollar headphones on. Oh, I want to feel binaural. I want to feel what it like. What does he sound like when Jay drinks liquid binaurally? <laughs> Not just the normal drinking. Binaural drinking. Oh. Bunch of dang weirdos. Get a girlfriend, dude. Go learn how to talk to girls. Get off of freaking ASMR. Weird, dude. So, we talked about esoteric high-profile rituals. And when I first started reading about this stuff, I think what happens to everybody is that you go through this phase where you think, oh, everything is a conspiracy symbol and everything's illuminate confirmed. And that's just a really kind of immature phase that I think a lot of people go through when they start looking at pop culture symbolism or symbolism in movies or symbolism in literature or symbolism in art, symbolism in lyrics, live performances. So not everything is a satanic symbol. Okay, that's one point to, to realize. And when I first started reading about this, first started looking at the symbol, symbolism stuff and probably, I don't know, 2003 is when I first really started getting into it because I was interested in, well, why do the Masons and all these people, these weird cults, why do they make such a big deal about symbolism? Right? Because everybody knows that Freemasonry is very symbolic, has all these meanings attached to all the codes and the this and the that. So I bought some of these goofy books back in 2002 or three. Now, I'd already read a little bit on cults, so I knew basic ideas of, you know, like, well, cults are, you know, like, they want to control your life and your conscience and all that. But I didn't really know much about it until I started getting into symbolism. And I was also taking philosophy classes at the same time. You know, like Philosophy 101, and so I was first starting to get into it. I was, oh, so these esoteric people are all into Plato. I guess I need to read Plato. And what one thing I found interesting is, if you look at, morals and dogma which is albert pike's famous bible of masonry i put this on twitter a while back this kind of surprised me because i didn't expect this okay in the middle of the book there's a chapter on the history of of christianity and the trinity yes the whole chapter on the trinity and get this he actually goes through all of the church fathers just kind of like quote mines. So, so it's, it's kind of like a Protestant quote mine. Cause I think he was, if anything, probably influenced more by, by Protestant theology than like Catholic or anything else. So he kind of goes through a bunch of the church fathers. Right. And then he gets to the Gnostics and he mentions all the Gnostics of the first few centuries, like Irenaeus does. 
And he says that, you know, a lot of these Gnostics were actually better in their theology. So here's the crazy part. He ends this chapter by saying that the true Masonic doctrine of God, okay, the true meaning of the G in Masonry. I couldn't believe this. This is not what I expect, in other words. Is actually the doctrine of Neoplatonism and Originism. So he teaches an eternal world doctrine like Plotinus taught and that the world is an eternal emanation from the one. And so God is an eminent pantheistic God of world process. And he says that many world religions teach their own versions of Trinity. So this is like zeitgeist level stuff, right? And he says, but there's no person of the Holy Spirit. There's just the anima mundi, soul of the world type of thing, right? So he has a platonic, eminentized Trinity. But the crazy part was that he says God is what Plato told us. Except that Plato didn't have a good account for world process and change. So he has more of an, he doesn't mention Hegel that, I, that I've noted, but it's the Hegelian view, right? Because Hegel says, he takes the, the Platonic view and he says, well, the, what Plato couldn't answer is change. And so they basically try a melding of Plato and Aristotle, not because there's a transcendent God, but to have God as world process. That's crazy. It's not, but it is. So basically, the Masonic doctrine of God is the Platonic Hegelian doctrine of God as world process and God pantheism. And then I remember thinking, oh, ooh, the uh, secret teachings of all ages. Woo. Oh, so deep, right? And I remember as I read through a lot of this, I was started thinking, this is kind of like arbitrary, just mix and match, just saying the symbols mean this and arbitrarily saying that they all mean the same thing. And so, for example, Manly P. Hall's chapter on Jesus says, <clears throat> Jesus, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Jesus was an Essene. Jesus was initiated into the Essene mysteries and through the Essenes became an initiate of the Greek mystery religions <laughs> total not what total baloney and so when i saw that i was like this is not even scholarly and historically correct jesus there's no evidence no idea at all no proof whatsoever that jesus was initiated into the essene and then through them into buddhist mystery i'm not he says buddhist mystery religions because he sojourned in india no evidence that Jesus sojourned in India and became a bodhisattva. And nor is there any evidence that he was initiated into the Greek mystery religions. What, in India? I mean, it doesn't even make any sense, right? That's page 582. And then I remember one day, <clears throat> I was listening to, not because I believe it, I, I never got into any of this stuff. I never believed it. The only thing that I ever toyed with was I thought at one time maybe perennialism or some kind of Neoplatonism is true. Now I didn't adopt it. I'd never did ritual magic. Didn't get into any of this stuff. I just thought at one point maybe that position is true. <clears throat> and I remember I remember this was a huge revelation 
to me one day listening to Manly P. Hall because it just popped up lectures on YouTube. And if you remember many, many years ago, it became, actually became really popular, especially like in the zeitgeist time period, all the zeitgeist people. Oh, yeah. Do you, have you listened to like Manly P. Hall's lectures on astrology? And it's probably still on YouTube, but it was like, I don't know, 20 lectures from Manly P. Hall on the history of and the importance of astrology. So I remember listening to, I don't think I listened to all of them, but I listened to a lot of them. And then you get to the end of the lecture. I kid you not. And I, I promise you, go, go, somebody should go find it. He says in like the last lecture, okay, so you've listened to all of this. And he says, the real purpose of all of what I'm telling you is because I mankind must at this astrological juncture become Fabian socialist and become come under the United Nations. And I'm like, so wait a minute. So all this gibberish that you just spent hours lecturing on was just to sell everybody on United Nations Fabian Socialism. Literally, that's what he says. So I started thinking, wait a minute. So this is just for a big like geopolitical agenda. This is not some real mystery religion. Now, I'm not saying that none of the people are serious about their occult mystery religion. But Albert Pike says in his thing, right, and they're both famous Masons, right, probably the two of the famous, most famous Freemasons in America, Pike and Manly P. Hall. Pike says that that it's a thing that you deceive the lower initiates about. And then at the higher levels, they know that it's really, you know, about a, an inner elite agenda that's not really about all this gibberish mystical mumbo jumbo so if it's not really about mystical mumbo jumbo then what's it really about now some people are serious about the mystical mumbo jumbo okay so <clears throat> what about this guy remember crowley so he comes out of a black lodge dark masonic tradition and he seems to have for many years at least at least as far as we can tell taken his black magic seriously but even he says, I think in Lieber Oz or one of these books, something like blah, 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 if any of this even does anything, talking about his rituals. So even he seems to act like we don't even know if this stuff actually does anything. But if it does, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right? So it's like he throws in this little element. But then I notice, hey, wait a minute. Maybe he wasn't really doing what he was doing ultimately for... Because he thought he was going to become a God-man. Maybe he was serving something else. And is there any history or connection with, say, British intelligence and occult societies? Oh, and what do we know? Why, it just so happens, not just British intelligence and Crowley, but going back many centuries, British intelligence and the Elizabethan Circles back to John D, to the Rosicrucians. What do you know? And who does this? Is a famous scholarly text. It's not a conspiracy text. These are scholarly texts. That's what we work from here. Okay, we we have filtered out mumbo jumbo, and we work from academic and scholarly texts on my channel. We don't do mumbo jumbo. We do we do symbology. We break down symbolism, but we do it in an academic way.
And it turns out one of her first early chapters is on none other than the first 007, John D. And John D's spycraft. So they're actually spy networks. That's what I'm trying to say. And in other texts, like historical texts, then I started to realize, hey, wait a minute. Historians point out that Freemasonry was the intelligence network of the British Empire. Spies. That's what this stuff is. Manipulating, controlling human beings, social engineering, spy networks. Because what's the perfect network for spying and trading secrets? Secret societies. Where do intelligence agencies come out of? Secret societies. John D's magical language. Wonder what that is. That's ciphers to send messages. Now, do some people take this here? Sure. Yeah, there's some people who really think that they can do butt stuff and then they have magic. But some people are not doing it for that. Some people know that it's just about controlling and running society. And as I've said for a long time, it's both of those things. Some people really believe it. Some people are just doing intelligence operations. And by the way, if you doubt me on the Hegel thing, get Hegel and the Hermetic Tradition, because you'll note that he says the exact same thing that Albert Pike says. Now, I don't know that Hegel was a Freemason, but Hegel seems to have been influenced by esoteric societies kind of in his day. Uh, he seems to have been influenced by Jacob Boehm. Uh, he seems to have been influenced by... There's a whole list of dudes at the beginning of this book <clears throat> that were popular pre-Hegel that Hegel probably was influenced by. So this is esoteric figures like Nicholas of Cusa, uh, uh, Kabbalists like... Renaissance Kabbalists like Johann Reuchlin, I think. Yes. And Reuchlin had a Christian Kabbalah, which influenced Hegel. Because if you notice, Hegel takes Christianity and just reinterprets it as his, it's a uh, bastard version, a dumbed-down version of his esoteric philosophy. Giordano Bruno, Cornelius Agrippa, all these people, Jacob Boehm, they all seem to have been influential figures on Hegel and as well probably on Albert Pike too so I don't know again well I guess we could look and see did Albert Pike know about Hegel I mean he probably knew about him but does he cite him in this book interesting question let's see if that's the case just out of curiosity we know, we're going to see Hermetic schools, many, many quotes about that, obviously. Let's see. I don't see, however, any citations about Hegel. Okay, so, Pike does not seem to cite Hegel, but it's just fascinating that the theological conclusions of Pike are identical to the process philosophy of God as world process, imminent pantheistic deity, 
uh, as Hegel. Interesting. By the way, if you want to support the show, do so via the Super Chat function. You can send me a Super Chat via Streamlabs. That's the only way to do it. That supports the show. I'll read those here in a minute. But I do want to talk about a couple other things that relate to symbolism. <clears throat> and uh, so one of the things that I read early on that was helpful for symbolism is this kind of classic thing called man and his symbols. And it's kind of an introduction to Jungian approach to all these things. And there's, I think there's, it's a bunch of, it's an anthology. So it's basically a bunch of different <clears throat> psychoanalysis types. So there's Carl Jung uh, is the first chapter, which I do recommend reading that one, Approaching the Unconscious. Ancient Myths and Modern Man, Joseph Henderson, Process of Individuation, which is a fascinating chapter by M.L. von Franz, Symbolism of the Visual Arts by Aniela Jaffe, Symbols in Individual Analysis, Yolan Jacoby, Science in the Unconscious. And the only reason I'm recommending this book is just because, okay, so this gives you like this introductory approach to Jungian archetypal analysis. Um, but I don't agree with, I'm not a Jungian. And here's what's crazy about Carl Jung because I didn't realize how wacky that dude was until I had a college class that was really good by the way called Theodicy and Literature so basically we were, we were dealing with the problem of, of evil in literature and philosophy and we did a lot of Dostoevsky in there um, we read uh Calvin, uh, Spinoza, Leibniz, Kant, Schelling, Dostoevsky. And get this. A lot of people don't know this. This is a rare, like, it's hard to find. Maybe you can find it online. But, so Carl Jung has this essay called Aeon. And I kid you not, Carl Jung's Aeon essay is about Christ and Antichrist being the same figure. So it's literal Charles Manson theology. I'm God and the devil. Give God, give God. Literal Charles Manson theology. Charles Manson. Got the whole club dancing. Charles Manson. Right? It's called Aeon. And it is a attack an attack on the notion of Christian metaphysics in support of Gnosticism and the idea that Jesus and Antichrist are flip sides of the same coin. Yes, you heard me right. I was like, whoa, dude. And he actually says in this that, you know how Jungians have this thing about you need to integrate your shadow self? He says Antichrist is shadow self. If we see the traditional figure of Christ as parallel to the psychic manifestation of the self, then Antichrist corresponds to the shadow self, the dark half of the human totality. And in Jungian stuff, right, you integrate the demonic to be a whole person, which is like, what? That's crazy. That's Manson level stuff, dude. And then he goes on to say that the true version of theology that I adhere to is, quote, 
the Gnostics, who were actually the true Christians from about 150 AD. Then he goes on to say that they understood the right and left hand of God. That's like Kabbalist, what would later become Kabbalistic stuff. They understood all of creation in terms of sizigis or pairs of opposites. In much the same way that the followers of Bardasanis and the dualists did. And then he goes on to say, in other words, Manny and the Manichaeans. So Carl Jung is literally saying that he is a Luciferian Gnostic because he believes that you must unite with and integrate the principle of Antichrist to do your shadow work. What is that gibberish the Jungians talk about? I'm doing my shadow work right now. I'm doing, I'm doing uh, uh, shade work, whatever they call it. So then I, then I realized, hey, wait a minute, actually this Young stuff is crazy. Now, do you know that Carl Young has a red book? Which is all of these manifestations of his spirit guide. Again, I, you can believe that he's BSing or that he really had a spirit guide. But he started getting these revelations from this entity, which I think actually he draws a picture of at one point in the... I think this book has a picture of his old man spirit guide who's like obviously this creepy looking creeper dude. There it is. Imagine if that dude showed up at your door. Would you believe that old dude? I'd be like, get out of here, you old angelic creep. Get out of here, you old creep. So that's the, I think he drew that. That's the drawing of the dude. That's his, I think he calls him a spirit guide. And this is a, uh, I don't guess it's that rare of a book, but it's it's like $300, right? So when you try to buy it, it's, you know, super expensive. And it's, it's like a John, it's like his Bible with all these goofy illustrations, which are actually not very good. And it's the revelations that he received in his dreams from this freaking old Coomer man here. Looking like the freaking Six Flags dude or something. Imagine the old Six Flags dude. Coming to you in your dreams and being like, oh, uh, I got revelations for you. You're the chick. Look at that. <laughs> Looks like something out of freaking Mario 2, dude. If something out of Mario 2 is talking to you, don't listen to it. Okay? There's no Goombas. Nobody from the Mushroom Kingdom is giving you insights into the metaphysics of the universe, dude. It's a damn demon. Duh. Look at, oh, you're not, y'all, shit, y'all aren't even seeing this stuff. Damn it. So here's one of the things in his dream vision quest that's talking to him. This freaking thing from Mario 2, the sand level. Let me go back to the old creeper dude, because y'all didn't see him. There's his, there's his spirit guide, right? This old man over here, this Six Flags dude. 
Anyway, so did you know that Carl Young was that like hardcore? No, probably you probably didn't. Did you? Anyway, that's the red book. Uh, the full one is again, yeah, it's always like two or three hundred dollars. Whoa, dude, why is that one seven thousand? Somebody's getting ripped off. Seven thousand dollars. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> this one new for seven thousand, used for forty five. <laughs> yeah, okay, dude. All these book scams are ridiculous. Yeah, if Goombas are appearing to you, right? Do you re do you really need to test the spirits? A mushroom, a Goomba from the Mushroom Kingdom appeared to me last night and said I was chosen for a great galactic mission to give the new revelation that God wants for humanity. No, dude, that's a demon, dummy. Don't even need, it was a basic, oh, it's obvious, a self-evident demon. Duh. There's no Goombas giving you revelations. Well, here's a black Masonic cube with balls, testicles on fire, literally. Y'all can't even see it. Let me get out of the way. This testicle is on fire. This girl is on fire. This is what Boomer Garcia sees on his video. Oh, yeah, man. I was uh, doing my vision quest and I saw the uh, old man of the forest, man. And uh, then I seen uh, uh, Carl Young appeared to me and uh, he gave me the red book. And then I seen. Uh, uh, one of the uh, characters from the sand level of Mario 2 came out and he told me, uh, this is your vision quest and uh, we're here to give you the revelation for the new religion of humanity, man. Yeah, so Carl Jung's Red Book is a bunch of jibber-jabber nonsense and it's just Gnosticism. Duh. <laughs> just repackaged all the old Gnostic stuff. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, What's the big secret of a, oh, you don't, you don't talk about esoteric stuff that much. Do you, are you a secret esotericist? Guess what? What do you think all these things are? The Hermetica. Okay. Ooh. The Gnostic Gospels. Ooh. The Blazing Star of the Kabbalah. Ooh. The Rosicrucian Enlightenment. Ooh. Guess what? All of this is some variant of this. And yes, I know that Plotinus critiqued the Gnostics, but the critique is not even that significant because the critique centers on the status of this world. The Gnostics said it's bad and the creation of an evil god. Plotinus says, no, it's just a lesser diminished world that will entrap us. Oh, wow. Big deal. Big difference, right? For all the Neoplatonist nerds out there. It doesn't matter, dude. It's the same basic mistake. And Kabbalism, Renaissance magic, all of this stuff, masonry, they just crib, cut, and paste Neoplatonic systems. It's all the same. So, there you go. That actually dispels all the woo-woo, all the mystery. It's not that mysterious.
it's just people cutting and pasting and doing the same systems. That's it. And people say, why does it keep glitching out? So I don't know why, but this freaking camera, which was like 200 bucks, has a short end or something like that. So it glitches every 20 minutes. So it's not voodoo. It's not me invoking the demons. It's just a glitch in the camera, dude. If you would hit like and share. Guys, we have a sponsor. That sponsor is shock.com. They will make you toxically masculine. Guaranteed. 100%. Go get those products. Amazing products like She Legit, which will help you for mental focus and clarity. You want to read some books? Read this, Get that She Legit, and I guarantee you, your reading will be legit. Action 2.0. Boost those energy levels. You're worried about not having enough energy. I can't go to the gym. I'm too tired. Take action 2.0. Get to the gym. By the way, yes, we've been trying it out. We've been working out. We Look at that. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're getting there. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. We're working on it. Quit, harang quit haranguing me. Daily overall supplementation. Use the promo code J50 to get 50% off. Shock.com. My favorite, of course, Tomcat Ali. I think I, this bottle's almost gone. Tomcat Ali. Been taking that every day. That's why I'm so ramped up. That's why I'm so toxically masculine. That's that Tomcat Ali, which is proven in peer-reviewed studies to boost testosterone. Go read the peer-reviewed studies at chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use the promo code J50 to get 50% off. You can't beat that. There's also superfoods like... The cacao beans and the chocolate. Great addition to your morning smoothie regimen. And the reason that chalk matters is because they focus on nutrient-dense supplementation where our diets are lacking. That's the focus of chalk.com. So I hope you guys understand that a lot of the esoteric stuff is just a bunch of jibber-jabber. And that tonight we wanted to focus on uh, the overall, you know, book list of, you know, kind of classic, quote, esoteric texts. There's many, many more. Uh, I've got uh, the various ones on like, uh, you know, like pop, like Satanism and pop culture, like this whole thing. And I read this probably in 2000. Six, yes. So I read this back in 2006. And the reason this, this is not even that relevant, except that this book gets into like the purpose of why people who are into Satanism do push Satanism in pop culture. Okay, so th this is a Satanist writing about their push of Satanism in pop culture. Sin, devil, Wait, Lucifer Rising, Sin, Devil Worship, in and Rock and Roll by Gavin Baddeley from 2006. So, yes, I know that this is like pop Satanism. This is nerdy goth Satanism. It's dudes trying to get goth chicks naked in the woods to spank them with, with sticks. I know that. But they also talk about aesthetic warfare they also talk about pushing the left hand path in culture so they do see it as a kind of ritual working even if they don't believe in the real devil or they see it as uh, like this dude cradle of filth right like he's talking about oh this is 
black British black metal band Cradle of Filth. We like to push these things because it's you know just edgy, right? So now the stuff that was edgy in the '90s. So this is like '90s edgy black metal. The stuff that's now the mainstream stuff that you see in the concerts like tonight or in Lady Gaga, right? So a lot of this stuff began in the metal world. And when you read the interview, there's a lot of interviews in this book. Like they, a lot of the people talk about, well, we take it seriously. A lot of them say, no, we don't, right? It's just aesthetics. But what I'm trying to say is that beyond this, above this, there is a level of people who are social engineers and who promote certain things. And as I was listening to Alex talk about it today, he was like, they're doing this to to desensitize and brutalize you at, as the public on purpose. And he's like, it's a ritual humiliation act. And then I remembered that there's that whole section in uh, book three of C.S. Lewis's space trilogy that we covered. Remember that? Do you remember in book three where he has the Institute does a satanic initiation of people? And you have to do all this gross stuff. Remember that? Dude, C.S. Lewis knew this stuff. He put it in the third book of the Space Trilogy. So some people do take it seriously. But the best way to understand why it matters is because it's psychological cultural warfare. AIDS McGillicuddy, AIDS McGillicuddy, $25. This is a great stream. What would Eric Ibarra's reaction be to the Grammys? Well, I see a lot of people wearing red. That just makes me think of ho-hos and ding-dongs because sometimes they come with the red icing. And I don't know if that's from the devil or is that a blessing. So I just eat it anyway and I'll say a couple Hail Marys. Palantir, $3. Thank you for today's stream. Two questions. How do Orthodox follow the fourth commandment regarding the Sabbath? So if you go to a uh, Vespers service on Saturday, the Saturday liturgy still honors the Saturday Sabbath. But we don't honor it in the Old Testament way. We honor it as typical or a type, typologically, of the eighth day, which is the day of resurrection, the Lord's day. Is heaven immaterial? Uh, so heaven right now, you could say, is spiritual, so to speak, but it's also not antithetical to bodily existence because Jesus ascended into heaven in a physical body. So heaven is immaterial and material at the same time. And ultimately, this will be rectified in the eschaton when there is a new heavens and a new earth and a resurrection. What are the meta metaphysics of heaven compared to earth? I don't think we really know, right? I mean, I think there's analogies to like higher dimensions and that kind of stuff. And so the saints, even though they're in heaven, they're also present with us in the liturgy. Gregory, three, two, five, five dollars. Your debate with Matt Dillahunty made my ultra liberal atheist fiance start to consider orthodoxy. Wow. I bet Matt would be surprised to hear that because I think they all think that they actually won that debate, which is kind of bizarre to me. Like, because you, you, you literally understood nothing of what I argued, <laughs> if you think that you won that debate. Okay. 
Um, but that's great that, uh, and, you know, a lot of people find different discussions and debates uh, appealing. So that's cool. Glad to hear that. Uh, glad to hear that, Gregory. Glad to hear that, Gregory. Uh, hope hope she finds a good Orthodox church. Adam, four five eight fifty dollars Thank you so much. Funko Bills. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to smash Funko Pops at every live event, I got to have super chats to pay for these stupid things to, to crush them. But it's worth it. Because I crush it at the... I mean, literally, I, I, cr- I crush them Gallagher style after I debate them. Promethean, $5. Thank you. Thank you, Promethean. Much appreciated. Hunter Vex. That's a cool name. Hunter Vex. That's a... Hunter Vex. That sounds like a 90s techno man. Hunter Vex. Hunter Vex. What would Jesse Ventura's character from Predator call Sam Smith? Uh, can we even say that? On uh, YouTube, I'm not even sure. What's another? Uh, you know, when I saw Sam Smith, I thought the guy's a gagget. How's that? Speaking in code. <coughs> Major Rian, ten dollars. Do Luciferians actually have a? God model? What do you mean by God model? Are they Neoplatonic in their paradigm? Uh, I think you could get any anything, right? You could get anything and everything. So there's probably Luciferians that don't care anything about Kabbalah. And maybe they just are outright theistic Satanists. Or I mean, I, I think you could have anything and everything. I was just making the point that a lot of these systems... Uh, that we think about in the early church, the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, Italian Renaissance, English Elizabethan Renaissance, Rosicrucianism, Masonry, uh, the ritual magicians like Cornelius Agrippa or Francis Barrett. Like a lot of these people are just cribbing Neoplatonic structures and sticking their own stuff in there. Just like people do with the Kabbalah, right? They take the tree of Kabbalah and they just stick different things in these little places and say, ooh, this is my system. That's all they're doing. So I think that people find the Neoplatonic structure useful. And I mean, you could even argue that the Neoplatonic, like the Porphyrian tree, Maximus the Confessor uses that as an outline of how the universe is structured. So the, it's, the problem is not saying that there is some sort of fundamental idea of a structure to reality. Sure, Maximus says that. No problem with that. But the problem is in saying that, oh, God is the fundamental structure of the world. You see, that's pantheism. That's what the Neoplatonic approach kind of ultimately does. Do they assume that it is a monad force that can be bent to one's will? Yes. So I think a lot of the esoteric groups think that however not all of them are theistic or theurgists so some and and this actually existed in neoplatonism in the early centuries some of the neoplatonists like iamblichus thought that doing rituals is what got you the powers other neoplatonists 
thought the rituals were stupid. It's just a kind of a mental, uh, like Plotinus says, it's a <clears throat> ecstatic vision and union with the one. Nothing to do with rituals. Amblica says, no, it's rituals that get you that. So it could be anything, you see. Need him five dollars. Need him thirty-seven. J thirty. Need him J thirty-seven five dollars. How does the dialectic of Neoplatonic Hegelian tradition work out metaphysically against Christianity? Well, it's a denial of the creator-creature distinction. It's a collapsing of God into the world. It's a uh, denial of the distinction between the uncreated and the created. Uh, Neoplatonism sees the world as an eternal emanation. We don't. We believe that the world comes to be, has a beginning, middle, and an end. And that's really what we get into. If you read the Sineoglissu, I thought I brought this in, that in here. Uh, the Plethon book, right? So Plethon influenced these people when he left, his, or his ideas left Byzantium. So he influenced Spinoza uh, and some of these other hermeticists, possibly Hegel. But Plethon was an athe almost an atheistic Platonist. So he just sees this stuff as world process. It's not there's no supernatural here. So that's kind of <clears throat> that's more of an atheistic kind of Platonism. So you see it could be either one. Do they manipulate tensions and oppositions and logic? Uh, sure. Do they negate the outcome for a power grab? I think that the application of problem, reaction, solution and Hegelian dialectic to manage situations, uh, it, yes, they do that. Uh, Brzezinski speaks this way of Manichaean dialectics in geopolitical struggle. Uh, he, they speak of controlled chaos, so I would say yes. Majorian, $10. Why are cultists, Muslims, and Jews interested in black cubes are they worshiping saturn does this tie in with the tesseract um <clears throat> there could be different reasons why because none of these things are monolithic right so there might be muslims who ha are esoteric like sufis and they will attach their own meaning and significance to something like mecca and the black cube kabbalists they might have a different meaning for these things but if you look at uh, Gershom Sholem, who's the premier Kabbalist of the 20th century, if you read his books, this was another thing that showed me that Kabbalism is just Neoplatonism. And also, he actually says all Kabbalism is is a repackaging of various Neoplatonic and Gnostic systems. It's demystified. So they might attach the significance to the various significances to a cube. And I would say, yeah, probably some of them, um, it might relate to the Tesseract. I'm trying to think if, if I can recall anybody mentioning a Tesseract explicitly in this context. Possibly. Now, I know that, like, Albert Pike thinks of the cube as a fundamental geometric structure and he just cribs from like Pythagoreanism uh, and then they'll attach all kinds of meaning to it but probably I just can't think off the top of my head of 
Uh, okay, so probably like... What's his name? What's the guy that writes about trans-Yugothian magic? That weirdo. I just went blank. The Mauve Zone guy? Uh, he would probably attach some significance to the Tesseract like that. I just went blank on the Mauve Zone guy. What's his name? I don't, I don't remember all these esoteric goobers. Kenneth Grant. That's the dude I couldn't think of. Andrew, $2235. Interesting that this happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say that uh, we all know who this uh, sponsor for after Sam Smith was, of course, Big Pharma. Pfizer. Do we get genetic updates from literal Satanists during the flu <laughs> maybe right maybe all right thank you guys so much i want to remind you to go and watch grand theft world our other sponsor richard grove over at tragedy and hope over at grand theft world one of the other best podcasts next to our podcast over here which we do uh, the mini podcast that we do over here, jamie's podcast go subscribe to jamie over on jamie hanshaw's channel she just did by the way if you didn't watch it her own interview with jamie kennedy ha <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy of Scream fame. What? Not just interviewed with me, but also with Jamie. And they had their own little funny, awkward thing going. And when they start talking about face cream, it's just funny. I don't even know why, but it's funny. We were dying laughing at them talking about face creams. Not face screams, face creams. The dude from Scream talking about face cream. <laughs> uh, so go watch Jamie's interview with Jamie Kennedy. Um, go subscribe to Grand Theft World. By the way, uh, we had uh, sold quite a few uh, of the philosophy courses. So glad to see everybody on board with our full-on philosophy course. If you don't know, I did 30-plus hour full-on history of Western philosophy lecture. And that is available uh, at this link right here over at the Autonomy University Marketplace. You can subscribe there. Now, the do-it-yourself option is just the course, the existing lectures, and the Q&A that we did in the first season. The way it will work is that if you sign up for the tutoring option, I will come, I think we decided on, <clears throat> it'll be each week. So this is very confusing to people. The way this works is, if you choose the expensive option, you get tutoring, and we'll go as long as you want to go, within reason. Don't ask me 500 questions for five hours. I'm not doing that. We're going to do every week, once a week, Thursday, March 9th. So if you choose the tutoring option, the first class will be Thursday, March 9th which is a Thursday. And then what we'll do is you come back every Thursday for the course, the course lecture, and then I come and do live Q&A for as long as you want to do. That's that second option. That's how it works. It's each week. Does that make sense? That's how it works. 
You don't have to do that. You could do the, just the course. And yes, people are like, do they have payment plans? Yeah, there's payment plans on there. All that's on there. All those options. So subscribe to the philosophy course if you want the full-on philosophy course. So far, everybody's like, whoa, dude, this is awesome. Right? One dude, one dude, you charge almost as much as a community college class. Well, if you think that the quality of my material is community college level, then dude, go to community college, bro. Don't, ain't nothing over here for you. So go to Dr. Bimbo at the lame community college and get your two-year degree in being lame or whatever they do there. I don't know. So anyway, that's how that works. And then uh, also wanted to add too, in terms of the chalk, if you want to support us on chalk.com, you can do so by... Uh, getting the recurring subscriptions as well. You get 60% off if you use the promo code J60LIFE, J-A-Y-6-0-L-I-F-E. And remind everybody too, to go to our Austin event this weekend, live in Austin, Texas. Me, Jamie, BG Cumby, live. Five hours of us. You will learn things. You will get your book signed. You will get whatever. Yes, all of that's there. Everybody have a good